Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Digital Podcast. I'm Ian Broom and I'm joined as always by directors Mel Kanarek and Chris Diamond. Hello both. Hello. Hello. I surprised, I surprised you then, didn't I? I told you to put mute on and then I went and asked you a question about 15 seconds later. Ah, you also waited until I had a mouthful of tea. Thank you very much. Sorry about that. Um, uh, we're also joined uh, by the latest uh, addition to the uh, Sheffield Digital team, um, our new community manager. It's Sophie Wendell. Hi, Sophie. Hi. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. It's been a fairly sort of steady start to your, your Sheffield Digital career the last month. Nothing big to work on. I can't think of anything, really. No. <laughs> um, so we are going to be doing this is our our, our update show so um, if you listen regularly you'll know that the last few episodes have been interviews with people who are doing different things or involved in different ways with uh, the coronavirus uh, crisis um, so we haven't really done a, a show recently where we just caught up with what's going on in the uh, community in Sheffield or what Sheffield Digital are doing and um, and we haven't properly introduced you Sophie so that's what we're going to do right now um, I guess, uh, could you give us, Sophie, could you give us a potted history? <laughs> Let's treat you like a, an interviewee. Um, what, what do you do? How did you end up here? Um, so I have, in addition to this community manager role, I work full-time for Zoo Digital as a software engineer. Um, but that's been a fairly recent career change for me, so in the last two years. And before that, I worked as a a coordinator of freelancers for translation and subtitling. Um, and I found that I was kind of missing interacting with people on that same level. And uh, I saw the community manager job posting go up and thought that would be a pretty, pretty good way to get some peopling back in my life um, and applied for it, talked to Mel and um, yeah, guess she thought I was a good fit so here I am and um, I'm kind of doing it in evenings and weekends mostly fitting it around my day job um, but it's it's not been I guess what I expected so far <laughs> and that's nothing to do with Sheffield Digital mis-selling the role it's entirely out of your hands um, but it, it's been really really interesting and really fun so far i expect that to continue yeah because uh sophie when you first joined us it was all about um yeah we're gonna you know get the meta meetups happening more frequently and you're gonna go along to meetups and meet everybody and find out what they need and build all these good relationships and all that kind of thing and then i think about a week later it was like okay so now we have uh covid19 in the UK and uh, I think the first thing I asked you to do was to write a guide for meetup organizers about how to run a meetup um, when you have to enforce social distancing and using hand wash and all that kind of thing. Which... It was supposed to be festival wasn't it? That was, it was the build-up to the festival as well. I mean you must have been looking forward to that and being at the center of all of that activity. Yeah, I was, um, I was really looking forward to kind of meeting all of you in person. I, I was lucky enough to get to meet Mel, Sarah, uh, Claire and you, Chris. Yeah. Um, but we kind of squeezed it into about a week and a half beforehand and had all right. these grand plans in place for doing everything. And um, 
yeah, the, the first big piece of work I had to do was creating a document kind of response to a global crisis, which is <laughs> uh, probably, I mean, I expect it's not something I'll have to ever do again, really. I hope it's not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. <laughs> so it wasn't at all the, the job that you expected. Um, what kinds of things have you been doing since? Um, it's been, it's been quite a spread, I guess. So, um, the first thing obviously was creating guidelines for how you keep meetups running. That was before the lockdown, because there was a period of time where a lot of people just were working from home, but spaces were still open. So we had that. And then it very quickly changed to everyone's in lockdown. So now we need to find an alternative way for meetups to continue going ahead um and for people to stay connected so um the first idea we had really was to get a zoom account for provided by sheffield digital so that meetups could still continue to run um so that we could still allow people to hold meetings in whatever form they happen to take um and it's it's proven really popular we've got a lot of groups different groups using it for all sorts of things um, from like informal tech teas and virtual pub events to full webinars with you know tens of people turning up. So that was the main thing. Our main concern, I guess, was making sure that events could continue as best as possible. Um, obviously, with bigger things like the festival, that's I definitely didn't have enough time to plan for that. Uh, getting that online but in addition to getting meetups running and online um, well obviously the the main thing about choosing a kind of software to do that so we picked zoom for various reasons it's very easy for people to use but there were obvious security concerns that came out so I had to make sure um, that we'd stayed on top of those and we checking to see what implications they had um checking in regularly to make sure that those any security issues were being fixed and it does seem like pretty much all of them have been resolved now so we're you know we're still happy to keep using this but that's one of my tasks is making sure that um i stay up to date with a bunch of security stuff that i've never really had to think about before um Largely in addition to that, we're kind of thinking of ways to spread ideas and talk about what individuals and freelancers are doing in the community, especially now because it's not, nobody's been in this situation before, so people are having to adapt and completely change the way they're doing things. But people are, it seems to me, doing more now maybe than they were pre-lockdown, or at least they're doing new things that they've not really done before and there's a lot of collaboration between uh between people in the community I think so we're trying to think of ways to help that and support that and talk about it so people know what's going on I have um one foot in the sort of publishing world and and, and book world 
and uh, an industry that's uh, notably just le- left Amazon really to do all the innovating and just completely dominate and take over. Just, you know, just sat doing nothing, watching really, or doing everything about five years after everyone else. It's been amazing seeing that industry, the amount of innovation. All of a sudden we can run online book clubs and we can, we can start subscription schemes and all these kinds of things that could have been done years ago. Um, well, is, do you have any specific examples of things that have been happening in Sheffield in terms of the tech community where, where they've been, maybe it's not, it's not really that innovative, that kind of thing for us, but um, where there's been good examples of people doing things a bit differently or using digital to keep a community going um, that maybe others could copy or sort of take, uh, take heed of? Um. Well, I think a number of the meetups that would usually run in person have very, very quickly transitioned to holding their meetings online. Um, .NET Chef is one that springs to mind. So they've been managing to continue hosting two meetups a month and with a virtual pub session afterwards. Um, so they have like the web- webinar format beforehand um, and then everybody moves across to a a separate meeting where it's all just people jumping in and talking and drinking beers in front of a camera. Um, and then you've got Sheffield Women in Tech that are going to be holding a tech tea evening, which will just be people talking and sharing ideas, drinking tea, I assume. Um, but aside from meetups and things like that, there's, uh, there's the Donate Your Tech movement that's, that's going on and I think Chris will talk about later. Um, we've also got, so, um, a freelancer in the community who, James Marriott, who runs, uh, the Sheffield business podcast, I think, um, he's decided to create, uh, the collective it's called, and there'll be, it's basically a place for freelancers and individuals, mostly, I mean, it's mostly being talked about in Sheffield Digital Bits for anyone across the city who works as a freelancer to kind of come in and um, they'll be having their first meetup next week. It's a place, it's not, doesn't really seem to have been done before and especially in this format, so mostly online, but gathering freelancers across different industries in Sheffield and just sharing ideas about how to, um, how to cope in the lockdown, how to continue working or how to find things to do and network. Um, so there's, there's all sorts of things really. Um, and it, it mostly seems to be people kind of joining forces and sharing ideas at the moment. And there's the pub quiz as well that you've started. There is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there is the more fun side of things. Um, <laughs> which I'm gutted I can't join, actually, because it clashes with another pub quiz that a friend of mine organises brilliantly. I don't think any of us have ever done so many pub quizzes before. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely been good. I would hope that, you know, with the number I've been taking part in, I'd get better, but it doesn't, I seem to be getting worse, if anything. Um, but we had, yeah, we had a, it's going to be running on Thursdays now, uh, starting at 8.15 so that everybody can clap for the key workers at eight o'clock. Um, and they'll take roughly an hour. Last week was a bit longer because it was the first one. So we were kind of figuring out the format. Um, but we had a really good turnout last night and, um, I'll be picking a theme each week, I hope. So last night was 90s and I remembered less than I expected I would. 
so <laughs> maybe next week I'll go for 80s and hope that it's a bit better or something completely different. Do you need help from people to run the pub quiz? Would you like someone else to step in and run it one week or something like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if so I think James Marriott, uh, who's running the Sheffield Collective, is has been our host for the last two weeks. And while I think he's happy to continue hosting, um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind if somebody else wanted to give it a, a try. But also, um, if somebody wants to design the quiz and the questions and collaborate with whoever's hosting it or do both parts then that would be great um because it would mean that i don't see the answers and i can actually take part properly <laughs> i think also to, to just to go to turn up and to enjoy it i mean i i, I say that knowing that i actually can't but because <laughs> i'm working most students at the moment but um but i think you know as many people as possible it's actually a really kind of uh nice way for uh, people to just get involved and do something with the other people in the community and and see them meet new people yeah yeah actually um i just had a question is is it how geeky is it as a as a pub quiz i haven't had a chance to do it as i said but um so at all or is it i think people have been keeping their geek sides quite well hidden so far um (laughs) maybe as as we all start getting a bit more used to lockdown then our true selves will start showing a bit more um <laughs> but yeah i guess it depends if if we end up doing a quiz one week where it's retro tech or something like video games then <laughs> yeah you i think the geek army will be out in full force yeah d- don't let chris come on if that's what it is because he'll just wipe the floor <laughs> Full marks and bonus questions. That, that was the only reason yeah, you were asking, I presume, Chris. Just, just <laughs> what, are, what are my chances of winning this? Yeah, I'm, I'm that competitive when it comes to quizzing. When you say yeah. 90s, you're talking the, Com- <laughs> the Commodore 64 and the, and the Amiga, are you? Dreamcast, PS1. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Chris, you've been keeping Geek Brecky running online as well. How's I that have. going? Yeah, it's... it's um, it's really good. We had, you know, we did it this morning again. Um, and there's usually, you know, five, six people turn up. Some come and leave a bit early and join a bit later. Um, and it, but it's, it's very different to what Geek Brecky was when we were hosting it at Tampa, of course. Um, you know, Geek Brecky was an opportunity to have quite in-depth conversations with people one-to-one in a nice environment, whereas this is much more a kind of group chat um, but really, it's just a chat about anything people want to talk about. So I think it's really, it really works as a way of just staying in touch with people and maybe learning a little bit more about people. Um, and, you know, just, just questions like, you know, what, what have you been doing this week? You know, have you done anything since the lockdown that you've never done before? You know, just conversations to get, to get you know, to get people communicating with a different set of people. I mean, I think during the lockdown, you tend to, obviously, if you've got a family, you spend a lot of time with a very small number of people. So I think it's kind of working to, to you know, maintain contact outside of your immediate circle. So it's really nice. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It was, it was quite, I guess it was a bit stilted and difficult in the first couple of weeks, but it, we're kind of, it's more of a flow now and people just talk about whatever they want to talk about. And um, I think I might just start, asking people for questions to just keep the conversation going but it's, it's no agenda um it's not business it's not what's going on in tech in sheffield it's not 
you know, not really the conversations that we used to have, or I certainly used to have at Geek Breakfast. I was thinking about this because I tended to have conversations with people who had come specifically to talk to me about things and or had something they wanted to run past us. Um, whereas this is just much lighter. I did a, a list of the topics that were talked, you know, the links that people shared about things that were talked about this morning earlier. And it's, you know, it's films and, and you know, workshops that people are running about Bauhaus art and, you know, just interesting stuff, really. It's nice. Yeah, because Sophie, one of the other things that um, you're trying to get moving is um, encouraging people if they want to run webinars to run them through our platform what kind of response have you got to that so far um i think we've had a few different ideas put forward so um obviously the community is quite diverse in terms of what people do uh it's it's not just all software engineers or content writers um and i think we're, we're still in the process of uh kind of getting those set up but I, I think we definitely have one or two that will be going ahead in the near future um and yeah it's a good way for people to talk about things that they're interested in and but also have knowledge of and the idea behind it is that um people will be running webinars uh with the aim of kind of advising people giving people information on things that they can do during lockdown to continue being productive or to try out new things or to maybe network a bit more. So it's, it's really, um, it's, I guess, probably less technical um, than meetups because the idea is that it's going to be for everyone really and going to be useful for um, as many people as possible. That's not to say we wouldn't have technical ones, but the idea behind it is just uh, idea sharing and kind of, making people think about new things they can try. Do you know if a, a, the meetups that have been taking place have mostly been, um, I, I guess, uh, one person who hosts, who then hands over to a, a speaker who speaks, and then that's that's about the lot of it? Or has there been, have, there been, have you seen people using like the, the, the breakout room features? And like how, how interactive have the, have the meetups been? I think it really varies depending on what the meetup is. Um, so some of them do the traditional kind of webinar presentation format where you'll have the hosts um, and they'll introduce one or maybe more speakers and they'll kind of run through a presentation. Um, but there is, there's in the Zoom, there's the question and answer section. You can add polls. So there's a lot of interactivity that way. Um, but I know that there are also meetups that are holding kind of round table events. Um, so some of them will just be set up in like a meeting format, which is, I'm going to say free for all. That makes it sound a bit lawless. It's not, um, but it's more of a kind of just people gathering to share ideas and talk over a particular topic. Um, I think some of them have been using the breakout rooms. So um, for example, if you wanted to run a workshop, through Zoom, you could still do that. I mean, it's slightly more difficult than meeting in person, but you can create breakout rooms so that um, you can divide people up into groups of four to go and discuss a particular topic and then get everyone back in to kind of share their ideas. And I think that's been happening. Um, yeah, it, it really depends on 
the the meetup and what their plan is for that particular um, event. Does does the Sheffield Digital accounts that we are uh, making available to people does that support that kind of functionality? Uh, yeah, it does. Um, so we we've got when we started we only had kind of the basic tier, but we've we've upgraded now um, because you know, we want to cover as many different formats uh, as possible. So we've got both the meeting and the webinar formats. Um, and I think the webinars are where you can get question and answer sessions and polls, and then the meetings is where you have breakout rooms. So this is probably a good place to introduce what we were talking about before we started recording, which is... Um, at the same time as we made the decision to find someone who could act as community manager and, and to make that a, a paid freelance role, similar to the other roles that we have in the organization, we looked at the income that Sheffield Digital gets from our individual members, so all those kind people paying their five pounds a month. And we decided that we would ring fence that and make that as kind of a separate budget that we would use specifically to support things for our individual members for that side of our community because um, we talked a lot about how so much of our activity tends to be geared towards our company members but our individual members are absolutely crucial parts of our community and we wanted to do more to to recognize that and respond to that so um, what we've done is is we've sort of broken it out so that we can see exactly how much income do we get from individuals and we're sort of pooling that into a fund um, and one of the first things that we did with it was is use it to pay for this zoom account and to upgrade it to one that that did what the community was telling us they wanted um, we haven't yet figured out what the mechanism is for how we decide what to spend that money on we're not talking about thousands and thousands of pounds but we are talking about something that might support for example external speaker fees or something like that so one of the things that sophie's going to go away and think about having just heard this today is uh how how can we set up a mechanism where individual members can put ideas forward of what they think that fund might be spent on and also how do we then make sure that that's done in a fair balanced way that recognizes uh, diversity and and you know making sure that everyone's included so we wanted to take this opportunity to let everybody know that that's happening mm. um, and also to say if you've got ideas of how that might work not so much what we should spend it on at this stage but what will be a good way to make it work then we'd love to hear and, and please get in touch with Sophie and let her know yeah um the kind of idea that we talked about i mean this, we first talk, started talking about this quite a long time ago um relatively speaking every time so compressed at the moment um but yeah just to, so that there was a fund that individuals and meetups could draw down when they when they wanted a bit of support whether it's to get a new thing going or to um uh, yeah to to host an, to put an event on for a particular purpose or whatever it is but um you know how how that fund would be allocated would be um you know an, an open process in some way and it was kind of transparent as to you know what how the decision was made and and what the money's been spent on and then we kind of review it every year to see how much money it, you know, it was and how it's been handed out and make sure that that 
the money that we get from those individual um, membership contributions goes directly back to the community. Um, and I think, I think it, you know, it would be a more attractive thing for people to support as well if they know that. So uh, I'm going to put Sophie on the spot. So you're kind of about six weeks in now. Um, and obviously it's not panned out any at all the way we expected it to. But how are you finding things generally? And, and what, what's, your, what's your take on the Sheffield digital community? Yeah, no pressure. I mean, if his defense, if the, if the actual answer is absolutely awful, this is probably not what she's going to say right now. Go for it, Sophie. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's, it's <laughs> not been what I expected at all. Um, and I guess we came into it with a whole bunch of plans about me meeting people in person and that's had to change a lot. So, I've, I mean, I've got a lot of, slack messages in the email chains going with people that have never met in person before um but it, it's quite nice people are way more chatty now i think than they normally are um but i don't know it's been good the support from you guys has been amazing um and that's not just me trying to you know <laughs> definitely convince you this is all great um it has been really good to to have the team around and kind of help me with things because um, obviously starting the role would have been um, interesting and kind of uh, enough of a change for me anyway, but then having it be um, under these circumstances and uh, circumstances that we definitely didn't foresee is, has made it um, a lot more challenging, I guess. Uh, but it's been fun. I can't say that I've not enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, it's the novelty of the lockdown has definitely worn off in general now, <laughs> but I'm kind of grateful actually that I've got two jobs to keep me busy and to fill up all this extra free time I have now. Yeah. I think we can all agree that the novelty certainly worn off. <laughs> I think for the first three weeks, I was kind of, it felt like a weird dream. Um, and now it, it just feels like life. And I have to, we have to accept that this is how it is now. Um, so I think I've managed to get, get over the, the initial slump after the first three weeks, which I think a lot of people have gone through. Um, but, you know, at least, at least it's sunny when we look out our windows. <laughs> that's something yeah i have to i mean from my point of view it's been absolutely brilliant having you on board i think you know obviously it's a strange time to join but i just keep thinking what if you hadn't joined i mean because certainly from i mean for me i i've got so much less time to to do anything related to sheffield digital than i had before i have children at home i have you know projects that need to be delivered despite the lockdown i have i'm i'm kind of have a career pivot going on as well just so i i make sure i've got enough income coming in um and so everything's kind of compressed into just a few hours a day because of those commitments and i, I i'm quite aware that i haven't been able to you know support sheffield digital as much as i was doing before the the lockdown so 
the fact that I know that you're there communicating with people and doing a lot of the things that would otherwise have fallen to us, you know, to share amongst us is, it's been a godsend really for me. Yeah, I'm, I completely second that. I don't know how I would have got through the past few weeks without being able to say, Sophie, can you just do this? And can you just do that? And can you write this document? And can you figure out this Zoom stuff and all the other things as well? <laughs> so uh, I, th- I think you've certainly passed your probation, if that's yeah. anything. <laughs> well, yeah, this, com- say, this conversation haven't... was your probation, Sophie, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you haven't, I mean, it hasn't seemed like you've needed very much handholding either. Um. I don't know. It's, it, there's been some handholding behind the scenes, uh, <laughs> just because um, because everything is so different for everybody. And uh, you know, while I have more free time now because I can't go outside as much as I did, everything is different. Uh, like everyone's main jobs, we're all doing it differently now, and I think that does add extra time onto things. Um, yeah, but sure. yeah, yeah, it's been good. Thanks, guys. So just before we let you go, having kept you hanging on for ages while we faffed around at the start, um, is there anything you'd like to ask the community while, you know, the people listening to the podcast and that kind of thing or um, any feedback you need at the moment? Um, Yeah, I'd I'd certainly welcome feedback on what I've been doing and um, whether the setup we've got with Zoom, for example, and um, kind of running meetups is working for people if maybe we're not doing enough in terms of reaching out to individual members or um, supporting them, showcasing them. You know, I'm well aware that there are so many different approaches that different communities and organisations are taking to deal with the lockdown. and the ideas I've come across will only be like a drop in the ocean compared to what is going on. So I'm sure that there is a lot of different ideas out there and that if somebody has an idea for something or they want to try something out, um, then I'd be really, really happy to hear that because <laughs> I'm going to run out at some point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, feedback on just in general, if anybody has any comments for me on what I've been doing or um, anything like that then I'd definitely welcome that so that's absolutely brilliant Sophie thanks so much for giving up some of your lunch time today to chat to us um keep up the good work and if people want to get in touch with Sophie she's on slack obviously or sophie at sheffield.digital fantastic thanks Sophie thanks guys Okay, so we've already talked about some of the uh, things that uh, Sheffield Digital have been doing around COVID-19 with Sophie, but uh, there's other stuff too. So if we just have a a quick rundown of some of the stuff that's happening. First of all, there's quite a lot on the website. So if you haven't yet been to the Sheffield Digital website recently, then then do so because I think 90% of the blog posts in the last month have been related to it. and uh, and I know that I've mentioned this, I think, on every show that we've done since we did uh, the episode with Keebles and Shorts, but that's that's still a really good episode to go back and listen to of, of the podcast. Would you agree? Yes, I, I would agree. But also um, what I've been doing is there's a transcript of that podcast and where there have been updates or there's new links for information, I've added those into the transcript. 
plus if you go onto the website now into the COVID-19 section there's a menu item which is kind of the weekly update from shorts which they've been sending around um, and what I'm doing is anything that I think is relevant to our community I've just been cutting and pasting it into there um, which has proved really useful because they've updated on how things have developed with the various grants and funds that are coming out and who's eligible and how you apply and all that kind of stuff. And I would remind everybody as well that they can always just ring shorts up and have a chat, whether you're a client or not. Um, I'm sure they'll talk to you <laughs> as, a, as a part of the Sheffield Digital community. So that yes. response is there as well. And, and it's episode 54 of the podcast making sense of the government's COVID-19 support measures. So if you haven't, if you're not aware of what we're talking about, so we, we interviewed uh, Keebles, a uh, legal firm and Shorts and an accountancy, and they gave their uh, fairly immediate, it wasn't long after the government had announced their support measures for businesses and individuals and self-employed folk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was their uh, initial take on how that impacts people, what people can apply for. And I think, yeah, as we've said that information is still worth listening to, but also the stuff that Mel's added, added as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, actually, one of the things, it, it seems like we're, we've been doing a podcast pretty much every Friday for a while, um, which, is, which is actually great. So, you know, there's, we've had lots of conversations uh, about, you know, COVID-19 and the lockdown and the, the government's response for businesses and, and everything. So all that, um, all that content is on the website and all the kind of most relevant things and responses are all listed in that COVID-19 page that's linked from the, the kind of emergency pop-up banner. Yeah, shout out to Saul for making the emergency yeah. pop-up thing happen, even though he says his code is really <laughs> gnarly. <laughs> does the job. does, excellent. Um, so one of the things that's on the site that I don't think we mentioned earlier with Sophie is the... Um, the Sheffield Digital Event Guidelines on the blog. So we talked about all of these, the Zoom stuff and how um, uh, meetup organisers can use the Sheffield Digital Zoom account to run their stuff. But there are, there are also some event guidelines on the website as well, which people might like to check out. And and also response offers for uh, for the digital community, so how people are helping. Should mm. we talk a bit, a bit about that? So this has been amazing. I mean, we, we put a little survey form up and a whole bunch of people responded with offers of help um, just for the general Sheffield community, which is just really fantastic. Um, and I've just t- today sort of got the final bits of um, a really amazing story, which is uh, Voluntary Action Sheffield got in touch with Sheffield Digital because they knew that they were going to have the task of coordinating a vast inrush of volunteers wanting to help in their community and sort of taking in those volunteers, but then connecting them with the charities who were trying to coordinate various support uh, and responses around the city. Um, And the problem that, that Baz had was they needed a really fast way to be able to handle a, a big inrush of volunteers to do all the vetting that has to go on. So, you know, when you register as a volunteer, before you can go out and do anything with a charity, you've got to have various background checks and identity checks and that kind of thing. They needed a way to handle all that. And then it, they needed a way for the charities to be able to see the volunteers and kind of do the matching in terms of the skills or or what they needed, you know, where were they locally, did they drive, all, all that kind of thing. 
Um, and uh, I had a chat with um, Paul Harvey, who's sort of the, the strategic lead on volunteering at BAS, to understand exactly what his need was and kind of did that into a very rough spec. And then it just happened that that day I'd had an email from a guy in the community called Andrew Morris, who is a project lead and a project manager. And he said, I'm in between jobs. I'd like to volunteer. So I said, would you like to project manage this? And he did. And then I put him in touch with a bunch of the companies that had offered support through that form. And he sort of went and talked to them and found out what their solution was. And the upshot of all that was TribePad worked with Andrew and with Vaz to modify their recruitment platform to provide the functionality that Vaz needed to handle volunteer recruitment. And so within two weeks, two working weeks, we went from me having a conversation with Vaz about what they needed to Vaz being able to launch a new volunteer recruitment platform on their website specifically for COVID-19. Volunteers are now registering on that, charities are now registering on that, and charities and volunteers are starting to be matched up. And that's all been done through the goodwill of the Sheffield Digital Community, through people at Tripad and Andrew putting their time in for free and, um, and providing this amazing help to, you know, one of our, our big voluntary bodies in the city. So I'm just, I'm so proud that we were able to make that happen and, and really grateful to everybody who was involved. And um, I'm supposed to be writing a blog post about it, but as you can tell, I haven't quite got around to that yet. Fantastic. Uh, Chris, could you give us an update on the Donate Your Tech stuff? Yes. Um, yeah, so I mean, this, this again is another community effort to build um, a bit of digital infrastructure to enable um, you know, people to, to help um, those in need during the lockdown. Um, and specifically, it's to, to allow people to donate equipment. Um, so laptops, tablets, or phones, um, you know, Wi-Fi hotspots if they've got them. Um, and we've kind of, we spent the last few weeks just working through the use cases, working through the, um, the kind of legal constraints around it, compliance issues, understanding from people that kind of do this already as, as social enterprises and charities, what, what's involved in, in the process and how much of that we should be modeling. Um, th- there's a reason why this platform doesn't exist. <laughs> it's, it's not trivial. Um, uh, to, to, to figure out how to do this, even, you know, even without there being a pandemic, um, it's not trivial to, to, um, to enable this, or certainly to enable this at scale, or to allow people to, to, to sign up, to act as, um, you know, service centres that, that take devices and prepare them for use. Um, but I think we've got a model that, that's, um, that's going to work. There, there are other initiatives that are doing this that are just asking for donations, um, whereas what we don't want is um, a whole load of people to donate stuff that isn't actually needed or isn't, you know, the devices aren't really fit for purpose. Um, and we don't want, you know, we don't want um, people who are, um, you know, community groups that are trying to provide for the, for people in their community to, to just be inundated with donations of equipment that they can't use and have to stockpile it or, or whatever. And obviously we want to keep, social interaction to a minimum in terms of how these devices are transferred to 
you know, between donors and the people that need them, all of these issues. But as I say, um, over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, we've kind of, we've got a working model that is now being prototyped. Um, there's a brilliant team working on this. Um, so Saul has been, has been doing a lot of the work on this, um, along with Mike Marsh, uh, Matthew Ryle. Um, we've also had um, Mark Busey and uh, the lawyers at Keebles uh, involved in trying to help us um, figure out the compliance side of it. Um, the guys at Aspire uh, and others. Um, so, so yeah, we're kind of at the stage now where there's a, a working MVP um, being built on GitHub. Um, we've got HTML, um, you know, prototypes up showing the, the, the user flows. Um, what we need now probably is content. So I know Saul put a, a shout out yesterday for, for people that might want to help us um, design the content. The content's going to be crucial. It, the content needs to help people through what could be quite a complex process, um, but also needs to reassure company donors. Company donors and individual donors are slightly different in terms of their compliance. Um, and, but obviously there's a whole legal set of parameters that need to be fulfilled by company donors um, as they, as they um, provide their equipment or equipment they don't not, no longer need. Um, and the whole thing just needs to, it needs to flow, the, the messaging and the, and the way that information is collected and displayed and the expectations that are set and the, the guidelines that need to be in place to, um, to explain to people what the protocols are for preparing and transferring the equipment um, need to be nice and readable and friendly. So. Um, so that's the next challenge, I think. We, you know, we've, we've pretty much got the model worked out. There's a few edge cases that we need to we need to cover, I think. Um, but yeah, it's all coming together. And I mean, we we also uh, applied for the Innovate UK COVID nineteen response uh, challenge fund, um, which we don't know if we're going to get or not. But we're kind of confident that we can build, um, even that the prototype can work locally, where we, you know, we can kind of help guide people through it and know who's using it but the idea is of course that this scales and is used nationally and you know starts to pull in or starts you know starts to, to more evenly distribute a lot of the equipment that is that is available uh, in places and in order to do that um, we're going to need some need some funding to pay for uh, to some ongoing development you know content and process development and uh, and some customer support basically to support the people that are using it um, so we've um, I, I put an application in for that that funding and we haven't heard to see whether or not we get that but if we do um, that'll be somewhere between 25 and 50 thousand pounds that we can pay people to run the platform for long enough to to you know prove its value and hopefully transition it to a to a sustainable business model where it's supported by national scale um, companies and charities who um, get some profile for supporting a good thing. Marvellous. Sounds great. So um, Chris, if, if there are content people out there who want to help, what should they do? Just get in touch with you? Yeah, get in touch with me or, or drop a message into the Slack. So there's a, there's a Slack channel for the project, um, which is, I think it's C19, Donate Your Tech. Um, so just, just drop a message in there to say you're willing to help. I know a few people have already come forward and... Uh, and, and said that they were willing to help um, when we first asked for, for, for support. Um, but yeah, we need to get back in touch with those people and see if anybody else wants to work on content as well. 
Great. I can share it on the uh, Sheffield Content Club, Twitter and what have you as well. Sweet. Thank you. Okay, so um, what are we currently doing? <laughs> so we, there's, there's lots of there's lots of stuff going on. So uh, can I just uh, we, we talked to uh, Sophie a bit earlier about you know how the challenges of doing what she's doing. How are you two fine? Because you two are usually gadding about all over the place, meeting people, having high, <laughs> high powered meetings, that kind of thing. How are you? <laughs> how are you? Uh, how how's it going? We haven't had a free lunch in months. Ian. <laughs> it's just honestly. What do you call beans on toast in your kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> so um, how's it how's it going running sheffield digital uh, in these current circumstances and are, are there a couple of examples of things that you that you two are kind of still doing to keep things going from your end so in terms of how it's going um i think it's it's going really well i mean to begin with there was just the initial we need to respond so there was just a massive flurry of activity to get lots of information out to the community um you know I, I wrote to all our members we got you know stuff up on the website we got advice in all that kind of thing so to begin with I just felt like I was in crisis management mode and just respond 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 um now it's from my perspective I'm mostly getting pulled into um, representing Sheffield Digital on broader initiatives, uh, some at, at a city level and some at a national level. So at the city level, we've got the um, Sheffield City Council's COVID-19 Business Response Group, which um, is a group of organisations around the city like obviously the, the Council, um, Chamber of Commerce, Sheffield Property Association, um, various other business organizations and that group has also moved from initial response to starting to talk about building resilience and looking at you know how do we what sort of things do we need to think about putting in place for as we start to come out of this situation and how that's going to affect the local economy so that's that's extremely interesting and um, there are a lot of really productive conversations going on but not not yet at the point where there's much to kind of say and we're going to do this and we're going to do that there's kind of a recognition that that there's just a lot of understanding to do um, I expect at some point we're going to want to do another big survey of businesses probably collaborate with the chamber on that and do it as, as a survey of businesses um, across the city um, I'm also doing a lot of work with UK tech clusters groups. So that's the informal organization made up of all the regional tech clusters. So all the organizations similar to Sheffield Digital all around the country. And we've um, been lobbying central government really hard uh, on behalf of the grassroots tech sector, on behalf of the regional tech sector. So pushing um, them quite hard on making sure that the various initiatives that they've announced the grants and the funds and all that kind of thing are actually fit for purpose and pointing out where there are gaps so for example you know the gaps around support for startups the gaps around support for owner managed businesses where the you know it's a limited company and you're a director and you don't pay yourself a salary um, issues around uh, companies that 
don't apply, don't, aren't eligible for the business rates grants because of, you know, they work in a managed office space or in a co-working space, those kinds of things. So there's been a lot of that going on behind the scenes. And um, what I can say is we're being heard. We're being heard alongside organizations like Tech Nation, Codec, um, Tech UK. I think the challenge for regional clusters is to keep the regional story front and center when what the government, central government is looking for is one size fits all stuff that they can just kick out from the center uh, and apply in a blanket way across the country and then tick that box and say job done. Um, so we're working quite hard to say, sorry guys, it's not actually that simple. Um, so that's the kind of thing I'm doing. I'm talking a lot to our members, uh, to companies, finding out how they're doing, um, trying to, you know, I'm getting requests for help and connections and that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, trying to stay sane and trying not to pine for coffee too much because I don't have a proper coffee maker at home. Oh, no. um, so I'm just drinking a huge, huge quantities of tea because <laughs> instant coffee just don't cut it. No, that is that is a blessing. We do have a good coffee machine. Um, yeah, so I, I guess maybe just to add to that regional e economic view, um, I think some of the things that we put on the agenda last year are, bec are becoming more significant to local policymakers. Um, so, I mean, the, you know, the EdTech um, Centre project that I've been working on is, is kind, of, uh, kind of paused for a little bit just because both of us were too busy and the whole industry is just being transformed. Obviously, EdTech is now front and centre for, for government policy. Um, a lot of the things that we've been kind of connecting with as part of the project are, are sort of uh, being, you know, pivoted by government um, and being used to address the immediate pandemic. Um, and it's taken a while to see how that's going to pan out. Um, but, you know, I'm still, I'm still progressing the fundamental idea um, of, you know, what, what a, a national center for red tech is for and what it should be doing and what it means to be located here in the Sheffield city region and how it, how it can, you know, support local industry and, and, you know, local outcomes for, for people in the region. Um, and so we're kind of at the point where we're consolidating that and working on the final proposition really. Um, at the same time as the, uh, there's all this change going on. Um, so it's kind of, it's, a, it's tricky. Um, and, you know, things aren't moving as quickly as, you know, they were before and they, you know, in some cases really need to. Um, but I think, I think we're at the stage now where we can see that, you know, the, the, you know, the, this, this, the, the agenda, you know, technology and education and the significance of the tech industry in, she in, in Sheffield City region are going to be transformed by this event. Um, and we're trying to figure, you know, trying to figure out what that means and, and, you know, what we should be advising. So, you know, the fact that Sheffield City Region asked us to, uh, to get involved in reviewing um, the strategic economic plan that they're revising um, has kind of has a bit of added importance now. Um, so that's, that's another thing that we're focusing on. 
So Mel, you need to uh, you need to uh, get off. So uh, why don't you why don't you both go and have a, a good sit down and have some lunch or something, and, and I'll I'll do the events and the members stuff and the subscribe on my own. That's very kind of <laughs> you, Ian. Thank you, um, and my rumbly tummy thanks you as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't had any lunch either. I'm like, I know my son's waiting for me to play with him. So Aww. go on then. Not like okay. I'm a bit mental. I'll do all this other stuff. Off you go. Thanks. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> thanks, Ian. Bye. Bye bye. Right, off they've popped. I'm here on my own now. The first thing to tell you before we get on to the events, of which there are quite a few still happening, is that the the Sheffield Digital Jobs Board is still open, of course. So although we have a a very uncertain future, most of us, and also a very uncertain present, of course, um, jobs are still being posted, and you should go and check them out. Companies are still hiring. Maybe not in the same way, but it's definitely still happening. So go to sheffield.digital slash jobs and you can find out what's available there right on to the events on the 29th of april which is tomorrow as i speak at this very moment we have the bjss virtual leeds digital festival events so i assume that's the leeds digital festival that was supposed to be taking place at this very moment on the 29th we have agile sheffield 2 and we also have sheffield legal hackers virtual pub quiz on the 30th, we have three more events. Again, we have the Leeds Digital Festival events. Uh, we also have Sheffield Collective, the first virtual meetup for that, which Sophie was talking about earlier in the show. And we have the Sheffield Digital Virtual Pub Quiz, and it is a Noughties-themed um, event this time. Again, Sophie mentioned it earlier. On the 1st of May, we have the CMC, Children's Media Conference webinar, Surviving as a Freelancer Under Lockdown. And on the 5th, we have .NET Chef Online, also on the 5th, we have Tech Nation Lockdown Unlocked, which I don't think is approved of, unlocking lockdown. I think we're supposed to adhere to the lockdown rules, but I think we know what we're trying to get at there. On the 6th of May, we have Chef Test Online, of course, and on the 7th, we have Go Sheffield Online. And um, there will be other events throughout May. I'm sure you can find out what else is going on by going to sheffield.digital slash events. Okay, time to tell you about the latest members of Sheffield Digital. These are the fine folk and companies who have signed up to support the uh, the work that uh, particularly Mel and Chris do, but all of those of us involved with Sheffield Digital. Uh, on the company front, we have Bolster. They joined on the 10th of March. Thank you to them. And on the 27th of April, we have Zoo Digital, who are now members of Sheffield Digital, which is fantastic. On the individual front... We have a few new members here. So who we got? We've got Mike Beach, who joined on the 30th of March. We have Simon Davey, who joined on the 31st of March. I don't think I've ever said the dates before. It doesn't really matter, but uh, I'll carry on doing it anyway. On the 2nd of April, we had Neil Hale and Jenny Holmes on the 3rd of April. So they are all new individual members who are very kindly stumping up a fiver a month to support Sheffield Digital. So a big thank you to all those people. And that's it. Seems a bit strange to say goodbye without Mel and Chris, but I'm going to do it anyway. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can definitely do that. Always a sensible thing to do. You can find us in Apple Podcasts, which is where most people get it. But you can also find us on all of the other podcast platforms too. You help yourself. If you want to find out more, you can go to sheffield.digital slash podcast. And we post every episode to the website, which is, you know, effectively a blog, isn't it? The homepage. So you can find us on there. We have a podcast category. If you go to that, you can see every single episode, all 58 of them up to this point. And, uh, and do that, go through the archives. That's it. We'll speak to you soon, no doubt. Stay safe, keep it real, etc.